Hallelujah. You know, along about midnight one night, they was all chained up. And uh, they began to sing and praise the Lord, and those old chains fell off. I tell you what, today, if you'll go to praising the Lord a little bit, you'll get loose in here. Huh? And the power of Almighty God will come down. Hallelujah. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Well, this morning, the glory way at the cross. I'm believing God. I've already felt his presence here today. And I believe that God is getting ready to do something great. So in the next few minutes, if you'll just praise the Lord for a little while, those chains of Pentecostal church, we all bound down this time to get them loose this morning. Loose this morning. Glory to God. I'm not going to give you the scripture right off, but we're going to be in the book of Haggai, which is just consists of two chapters anyway. But it, it uh, and then you why whenever the Lord puts something on your mind and you can't get rid of it, it just keeps every time you wake up, it's there. You go to bed, it's there. You know God's got something for you right there. Haggai is kind of like the church today. There was a call given to rebuild the temple. Since this coronavirus and everything that's gone on, it's had a drastic effect on our churches. Now you can say what you want to, but it has had a drastic effect on our churches. Whenever you shut a church down for eight weeks and people don't go to church, I was here preaching for eight weeks, but you weren't here. Uh, whenever you shut a church down for eight weeks, it takes a while to get things back going and get back to where you was at whenever you left. The old devil knew that, and he, he knew that he'd place it in the time of the year that vacation then would follow it, and if he'd do his best to destroy the church, the temple here in the book of Haggai was being rebuilt. Uh, God had talked with the prophet Haggai, and he had told him that it's going to be through, uh, it's going to be through Zerubbabel and, and Joshua. And he told him, he said, the time has come. I'm going to tell you what, it's time that we start having church again. It's time that we get together again and for the power of Almighty God to come down in here. And these folks is riding this coronavirus out, using an excuse to stay home. Well, you're just going to miss it. He said, consider your ways. We need to consider our ways. He goes on down and he he tells the people what to do. And the people obeyed the voice of the Lord, the Bible says. And as he goes on down, he he says that the Lord stirred up the spirit. He goes on down and he tells them, he says, uh, I want you to be strong, Zerubbabel. He said, Joshua, I want you to be strong. And he said to the people, be strong. I'm acting like a bunch of babies and get strong. Take whatever it is that comes against us and can can heal us, can set us free. Amen. He goes on down and he tells him, tells him, he said, look, 
He said, I, hey, all it takes is for God to fill that glory. And he'll take, you know, Almighty God, my Lord, he can take and work on you and heal your body. Yes. Praise the Lord. He told him, he said, that's getting ready to build it. Is mine and the gold is mine. And he goes on and he tells him that the glory in the latter house shall be greater than the former. Ain't that something? But I want to get you to scripture in the second chapter. See the day that they start working for the Lord. huh? That day that he starts building on that temple. That day he said, I'm going to bless you. He said, is a seed yet in the barn? For a subject, there's more still in the barn. Is your seed still in the barn? You know, you can take, you can have some of the finest and the greatest seeds that have ever been produced. And you can put them in little jars and you can set them up in the barn. And you never put them in the ground. And I know church folks today that's got talents and gifts. I know church folks today that's been filled with the Holy Ghost, but they've taken it and they've put it in the barn and they've clothed it up and they has everything and never church is back to where they need to be at. I worked for years to get glory mess on it and the latter. I, I would just love to be standing up here this morning and the power of Almighty God come down in this place and just zap every one of you this say, Whoa, what happened to me? I say, I'll tell you what happened to you. You got the seed out of the barn. God will bless us. He will bless us. But first of all, he said, is your seed still in the barn? But he said, is it still? It's right after he asked that question. He said, yea. I mean, yeah, it's still there. It's still there. You see, the people of that day getting the temple rebuilt. We're not the only priest. People got out there. They just like a bunch of kids. They get out, got out there and they played for eight weeks. They didn't think about the Lord. Oh, but Brother Ronnie, I read my Bible and I done this and I done that. It's still not the same as coming together. Yeah. He said to forsake not the assembling that you said. Not only that, but we can exhort one another while we're together. But for eight years, most church folks, they got out there and they said, Woo, man, what a time. I hadn't got to go to church. Woo, glory to God. I can, I can go fishing. I can go swimming. I can take me a trip. I can do everything. But it went through your mind. Woo, what a relief. No church for two months. But what happened? The seed shut up in the barn. Not doing you a bit of good. You know, you can have the you can have the very best purple hull pea seed there is. And it can be some that grandma and grandpa used to have. And we, because the seed's still been in the barn. Zechariah eight and twelve. He says, For the seed shall be fine, shall give her fruit, and the ground shall give her increase. And I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these things. He said, I want you to know today that whenever it can be the seed of faith. Huh? I'm not talking about money. But whenever you give, 
When's the last time that you planted something with God? Saved or that day? Well, today you got the opportunity for them to get saved. You can plant it with God today. Prosperous. If you'll do it in the name of Jesus Christ, I tell you, he tells us that's how to ask. He said, for the seed shall be prosperous. Then in Hosea chapter 10 verse 12, he said, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground. You know, that's ground that's just been laying there hadn't been used. Break it up, for it's time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. I'm going to tell you, it's just, it's like y'all heard me tell about going to my hill and praying. It's time for you to find a hill somewhere. It's time for you to find a place of prayer somewhere. He said to break up that file of ground. Not only can you just pray for one thing, but God God hears if you pray for a dozen things. But the thing about it, you got to get the seed out of the barn and plant it. Amen. You can sit around and say, oh, I wish God would do this and I wish God would do that. But when is the last time that you took that thing, just like a purple hull seed, and say, God, I'm fixing to plant this thing today. And I'm going to believe you that you're going to take care of it, that you're going to answer this prayer. Amen. Most of you get up, walk back out and take it right back where you can put it back in the barn. Amen. But you got to get to the place to where you get the seed out of the barn and plant it. Amen. And God said, I'll make it prosperous. Prosperous, he said. As I'll say, he's talking about the file of ground. There's a lot more ground you can. You don't have to just do one thing, but you can do several things. Break up that new ground over there. Get it going. Get it ready. And then Second Corinthians nine and six, he said, "But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap." Also bountifully. Oh my goodness. I think about that. Uh, the sowing and the reaping. I think about how we used to go to camp meeting and we'd have uh, 15, 20 people going, traveling with us. And uh, this year, I'm thankful that we had it somewhere besides here for a change. And uh, Brother Albert... And Sister Sheila, they decided that they'd go, and, they, and uh, Sister uh, Chastity, they decided that they'd go and take all the young'uns. Right. And they had all the grandkids. And I'm going to tell you what, it costs something nowadays to travel and to go places. That's right. But you know, they, they went ahead and they went, and through it all, they had a, they had a niece saved. Amen. Now, hey, I'm telling you what, whenever you can, a soul can miss hell, there's something rejoice. That's what you call reaping bountifully. Amen. Amen. My goodness, you can just sow a little bit. It's kind of like receiving an offering. I never knew until I uh, went to preaching 
I don't know how many years it's been now, a long time ago. Uh, I never knew that there were so many $1 bills. And if you have a revival or a camp meeting or something and you, and you take it to the bank, I'm going to just not even say anything about the hundreds, but you'll have a few 20s, you'll have a few more 10s, Oh, it's got to where you get more fives now than you used to. But them $1 bills, you can go to that driving window and you can try to get it into the thing because it's stacked up. I got it stacked up counting. And it's so many ones in that thing, you can't hardly get it down in the thing there at the bank. And boy, their eyes light up and then they add it up and it ain't that much there. That's right. That's right. Huh? You can... <laughs> All y'all might well go ahead and laugh with me. You can sow sparingly, but I guarantee you're going to reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. Oh, it's just, it's whatever you want to do. I I look back at uh, my, my life and I look back at serving the Lord and giving to God. Oh, I've done a lot of things that people wouldn't dare do. They they just ain't gonna give that time or that money or or whatever. But I, I was sitting there and I was talking with Gail. It, it's nothing like leaving home and going somewhere and then coming back home and you recognize how blessed you really are. Hallelujah. I was talking with her the other day and I said, <clears throat> I don't have any money, but God has blessed me. Every way that I look, every way that I look, God has blessed me. And I look back at how wonderful and all the things that God did. And they was getting ready here to build this temple. And, and, and the Lord knew that he was going to have to stir them up. It's going to take some stirring to get the church back right where it was at. It's going to take something. But it's one thing about it. If God does it, it'll be a sure thing. Amen. It'll be a sure thing. And uh, Proverbs eleven eighteen says, The wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. Hallelujah. Hey, whenever you so righteousness, I want you to know that it's going to be a sure reward. It, you can count on it. God's going to take care of you and take care of His people. But we got to get to the place that we, we take a seed out of the barn and do something with it. We sit back, we sit back, and we sit back, and we sit back, and we act like we're still on an eight-week vacation. And we started putting this over the internet, and bless God, half of them stay home to listen at it. Oh my goodness. Boy, I can see them right now as I'm telling that. They're going. They know I'm telling the truth. One day about it, whenever I turn it off, it's off. You'll have to watch somebody else. If you watch somebody else, they're going to sell you something. Let me get out of that. 
Second Corinthians nine and ten. Look at this. He said, Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you just a little bit. Now, we can allow the devil, and that's all it is. We, we've got a governor that he'd like to have his thing still shut down. He'd like to get to, uh, along with, with a bunch of them there in Washington. They would like to get this thing in really bad shape. But he doesn't realize that whenever they're doing that, they're destroying the church. Now the church is the backbone of the nation. As the church goes, so goes the world. Now the world's not doing real good right now and it's simply because the church is not doing real good right now. And we've had this thing shut down for, our, for this length of time. And the, it's going to take a while to get it back to where it's supposed to be at. But for us to get it back to where it's supposed to be at, we're going to have to get those seed out of the barn that we hadn't used in a long time. And we're going to have to plant them. That's right. Now, it doesn't make any difference if, it, if it's speaking in tongues or if it's shouting or if it's running. Uh, I take off in a Jericho march. I took off one up there this week. And I'm here to tell you, whenever you you can just keep your seed in the barn, and the first thing you know, you'll die and your church will die too. But it's time that we get the seed out of the barn. He said, he said, is the seed yet in the barn? And then the very next word he said, yay. Yay. Uh, you can sit back and nothing will ever happen. But if you'll just reach in there and take some of those seed out of the barn and you'll just plant them and you'll say, Lord, I'm, I'm seed faith. Seed faith. You used to hear Brother Orr say that all the time. Remember that? Seed faith. If you'll just take some of those seed and plant them and say, Lord, I'm planting these for you right now. It doesn't matter if that seed represents somebody that's lost or if that seed represents finances that you need or that seed is for you something that you want to, Lord, I'm going to plant this in my church and Lord, I ask for you to bless it. It doesn't make any difference what it is if you'll just do it. If you don't, if you have a garden every year, and you can go out there and you can break up that garden and you can get all the grass out of it. You can get it just as pretty as you ever seen. And it comes time to plant it. And a lot of people will say, God, would you plant that for me? I'm tired. That's right. That's right. I'm just so tired when I go to church, I can't shout or nothing. My lumbago is te- just terrible. I can't stand anymore. 
You could if you'd plant a seed. You could shout if you'd plant a seed. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm I'm dead telling on us now, ain't it? But I tell you what, if you just get that seed out of the barn, dear God, I hope they'll come up. They've been in there so long. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, I want you to know if you'll get them out, it don't make any difference. They mold it and everything else. If you'll get them out in the name of Jesus and plant them and say, God, I'm planting this for you. By seed faith, this is going to happen. Lord, I'm planting this one over here for you. By seed faith, this is going to happen. Amen. Get the seed out of the barn. Amen. Well, that's all I've got. Would you stand with me, please? <laughs> Hallelujah.